World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it. <laughs> the views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, uh, I don't know how to explain this to you, uh, well, I'll try to explain to you. I just had an epiphany, and we were having a discussion uh, in the pre-show here for people who are in the huddle. I was explaining to him, man, I just had an epiphany. And we didn't really know what an epiphany was. <clears throat> we know that epiphany was a holy day, the day of epiphany. We understood all that. But when I said that I had an epiphany, a lot of people didn't really know what I meant. And I'm not being, you know, I'm not trying to act like I'm smarter than everybody else. So we went to an epiphany, <clears throat> looked it up. What's it? What's it? This Merriam-Webster, this is secular, of course. And it says January 6th observes the church festival in the commemoration of the coming of the Magi. Day of Epiphany, right? Right? That's all we're talking about. Number two says it's an appearance or manifestation, especially of a divine being. First of all, an epiphany is, by its very name, the appearance of truth. If it's the appearance of a divine being of God, he appears truth. Got it? Truth shows up. That's an epiphany. But it also says usually, no, 3A, usually a, a usually sudden manifestation or perception of the essential nature or meaning of something. Do you get that, friends? Usually a sudden manifestation or perception of the essential nature of a meaning or something. It is also an intuitive, intuitive remember, intuitive, because this is secular, an intuitive grasp of reality through something such as an event, usually simple and striking. Something that makes you go, oh, oh, I get it. That's an epiphany. All right? B, 3A, an illuminating discovery, realization, or disclosure. 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 Susie, I just had one. I just had an epiphany. B says it's a revealing scene or movement moment. Wow. Myra, pray us, pray us in. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to jump all over this one today. This is my, you know, my wife, because I was rehearsing it with Michelle. I was rehearsing my epiphany with my with Michelle. What was the epiphany? The sudden wolf of truth that I got that I'm going to try to share with you today. And she said, maybe you need to turn it into a series. I said, I don't do series. But I was explaining it to her. And she said, oh, my goodness. Oh, my. you got to make this a series. I'm not going to try. I'm going to try to get it all. I'm going to try to dump it all on you today. And then we'll go from there. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Good morning, Harold. Uh, this morning, the reading will be from Matthew 7, 13 through 16. Matthew 7. 13, what did you say, 7, 13 through 16? Through 16. Matthew 7, 
Gotcha, it's up there. Enter G in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Mm. Because a straight is the gate. Because, no, 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 no. Because straight is the gate. Because straight is the gate. Go ahead. And narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Ain't everybody going to find the truth. Sorry. Go ahead. Beware. Of in, fact, in fact, most people aren't. Few are going to find it, what it says, right? Come on with me here. No wonder you feel like you're a fish out of water. No wonder you feel like you're hanging around dummies all the time. Yar! Yar! Go ahead. Yes. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in ships crowding, but, but inwardly they are raving wolves. Raving and, and really, really hungry. They're looking to fill up their bellies with you. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Holy Spirit, you are welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I was going to go to the, I was going to go to uh, the calendar, but I'm not going to do that. You guys know how to read the calendar. If you don't, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. Uh, listen, don't miss. It's not it's not up there yet, but it's soon going to be up there. Michael Michael Heiser. I don't know if you go to know Dr. Michael Heiser or not. Michael Heiser produced a video on demons that I watched yesterday, and it was one of those whoa. So that will soon be that will soon be on the website. I just sent it over today. Just an explanation, spiritual explanation of demons, down to earth. Not not uh, sensational, just the nuts and bolts, A, B, C, D of demonology is really, really good, really good. Um, that'll be up there in a second. I'm look, I'm look, I got, I got a million, I need the Holy Spirit, I need you this morning, I need you this morning. I went to, I went to uh, Thomas Worthington High School yesterday and spoke to two, two groups of high school kids. And you guys know that every time I get an opportunity to do that, it's open. I can share the gospel. I mean, I can I can tell them whatever I want to tell them. And every time I come home, on the way home, I have deep thoughts of suicide. Because I'm thinking those kid that those kids, those kids are going to rule over my grandkids. Those kids. Thomas Worthington being one of the better schools in Ohio, whatever that means. Those kids don't have the ability to think, process information. Those kids don't. And I was frustrated when I got home. I told, I texted Michelle on, on the way home. I said, I, I need some heroin. I need something. I, I, I need something to calm me down from what I just heard, what I just went through. And my topic yesterday was truth. Truth. As I presented it to the children, I don't know, they're 18 years old, 17 years old. 
I realized they had no understanding of the truth. Hang on. Absolute truth. They, no one, they, they are incapable. Lord, help me put this together. They were incapable, are incapable of understanding the concept of absolute truth. They don't get it. <clears throat> Let me say it again. They're incapable of it. And I was so frustrated coming home. I said, Lord, how do we get through to these kids? How do we get through? How can you stand before a group of children and talk about scientific evidence? And they love science, 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 science. How can you stand before a group of children and present the fact scientifically of DNA XX women, XY men, do that, boom, 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 science, 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 and then ask them if Bruce Jenner is a man or a woman, and they can't tell you. How, how does that happen? I said, Lord, what is, go- what is going on? What is, what's going on? Why can't these, why can't they take one truth and transfer it to another truth. Why can't why can't they do that? Why is it that everything to them is relative? You know what the Holy Spirit said to me? He said, that's most Christian world. He said, what? He said, oh, yeah. Most of the Christian world functions with relative truth. And Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Doesn't say, well, hang on with me, I'm going somewhere. Pull up number one. This is one of the most profound moments. This, I had goosebumps go up and down me when I watched this again today. Because I, I want to make about seven different points on the video I'm getting ready to show you here, okay? This is Jesus Christ standing before Pilate. And I want you to watch this dichotomy. That means two things going on. I want you to watch this. That standing as witnesses is the church. Going to the government. Because they want to kill Jesus. Remember, Jesus wasn't political, right? But Jesus was political. He was political upon those under whose authority he sat. He was under the authority of the Sanhedrin. Hang on, Spencer. Pull up number two. What was the Sanhedrin? Because Pilate's going to mention it here. The term Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin is a Greek word that means assembly or council. and dates from the Hellenistic period, but the concept is one that goes back to the Bible. In the Torah, God commands Moses, bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and official among the people who have then come to the tent of meeting and that they may stand over you. The Sanhedrin was the government of the Hebrew people. It says down to bottom, in smaller towns, there were 120 men as heads of families. They were either judges, seven judges, whatever, 
The great Sanhedrin was the Supreme Court of ancient Israel. It was the governmental body of the Hebrews in Israel, right? Made up of 70 men. And Jesus was under the authority of the Sanhedrin. He wasn't under the authority of Pilate. He wasn't under the authority of the Roman government. Just like in America, I'm under the kingdom of God. I'm not under the authority of the U.S. government. Does anybody get this but me? Does anybody get this but me? There's no king but Jesus. There's no president but Jesus. There's no, if the president says something that's opposite of what Jesus does, I don't follow him. I don't follow him because he has no authority. The government, Joe Biden, has no authority over me. None. None. And we're going to see it played out right here in front. Amen. Jesus Christ, politics. Pastors say you don't mix politics and religion. What's unbelievable? Because the Sanhedrin sure did. So listen, as Jesus, it's only two minutes and one second. And I want you to watch this scene. And you ask me, you tell me. I'm going somewhere. If politics are in play here. Go ahead. Is this the man you think so dangerous? This? The man that aspires to be a king? Come. Come, come, come. Jewish leaders, the Sanhedrin leaders are there. Bringing charges to the government. Now, the leaders of the Sanhedrin accuse you of preaching perverted doctrines. Stop. Stop. Jesus is not in trouble for opposing the Roman government. He's in trouble for opposing the Christian government. Not Christian. The Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin says, uh, we, we can't do anything with this guy because we don't have a death penalty. We don't have anything. They said, what the Romans do? Romans have a death penalty. Let's take him to the Romans. Let's take him to Pelosi. Go ahead. Come. That's what he said. They also say you call yourself the king of the Jews. Well, are you king of the Jews? Listen. If my kingdom were of this world, my followers would have fought to prevent me from being captured. Oh, you speak of a kingdom. Therefore, you must be a king. Are you a king? born for one purpose to bear witness to the truth all who can accept the truth hear my voice and what is the truth just exposed Pilate. The truth is standing right in front of him. And Jesus says, all those who bear my spirit, hear the truth. 
Jesus is standing right in front of him. Pilate says, what is the truth? And Jesus says, it's obvious. (laughs) You don't get it. (laughs) It's obvious. You don't get it. I'm not going to defend myself to you. Because Jesus said, you shall know the truth. And the truth, if you know it, shall set you free. And Jesus came. Why did Jesus say he came? To bear witness to the truth. Wow. So, here's where I'm heading. What is truth? What is truth? That's what I ran into yesterday at that school. And I want to give you a lesson today because I think it's imperative that you guys understand this well. Understand this well. <clears throat> what is truth? Um, go to number five. <clears throat> I'm going to give you some secular sources. What's the difference between objective truth and subjective truth? Objective. I'm not going to go down, read all through this because I got a lot I want to dump on you today, okay? What's the difference between objective and subjective truth? Stay right there. What, what, did, what did Pilate say? What's the truth? What does Oprah say? Your truth. Your truth, not the truth. Jesus didn't say you shall know your truth and the truth that you know will set you free. He says you shall know the truth. But in our schools today, we are teaching, wait a minute, in Christianity today, we're teaching relative truth, subjective truth. I said to my wife today, you guys want evidence? You want evidence? of? Okay, listen. I don't believe you can be born again of the Spirit of God and ever support the killing of an unborn baby. Does, does anybody would anybody differ with, with me on that? Can you be born again of the Spirit of God? Would Almighty God tell you that it's okay to kill an unborn child? Would, would, does anybody think Jesus Christ would ever, in his wildest imagination, ever think it's okay to kill a baby? Does, does anybody, can anybody no. make that argument? No, of course not. So how can a Christian ever be pro-choice. Simple. They're not born of the Spirit. Or if they are born of the Spirit, they haven't learned to hear His voice. They would rather listen to Hannity, Limbaugh, uh, pick your whatever people who are spewing to them a relative truth. So truth is a continuous concept in all places, in all situations, in all times. However, what one person believes to be the truth may not be agreed on by someone else. Rapture, no rapture. Baptized in the Holy Spirit, no baptism in the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues, no speaking in tongues. To the person speaking in tongues, that truth is real. To the person not speaking in tongues, they don't think it's real. So is it or not? Do you speak in tongues or not speak in tongues? Can you? Is there a baptism in the Holy Spirit or not? And the battle that we're having in the church is over relative truth, not objective truth. Not, 
What's that word? Absolute truth. For example, I doubt you would disagree with me that in the year that he, I'm sorry, you would all agree with me, wouldn't you, that a year has 365 days? That the internet exists? How else would you be reading this article? This gives us two specific of truth. There's objective truth and there's subjective truth. Okay, I'm going to, rather than reading down through this, I'll put it in the chat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shorten it down for you. Objective truth is evidence-based. We call it the scientific method, right? Evident, objective truth demands what? Evidence, proof, uh, what uh, repeatability. In other words, uh, the sun comes up every morning. Every morning, it's repeatable. It doesn't change. If the sun doesn't come up, we got us something, man. We have got us something, right? But everybody that you come in contact with probably believes, number one, that they're going to wake up in the morning, that they're going to have air in their lungs, that they need food to eat, that they need uh, blood. In the- Those are what we call objective truths. Fact-based, evidence, repeatable, proven. You with me? Objective truth. Science is supposed to be objective truth. So what's subjective truth? You can go down and read this. This is the epiphany I got this morning. The subjective truth is this. It's what the schools are teaching all of our children. I saw it yesterday. Your truth. Subjective truth is prisoner to emotions, experiences, uh, uh, friendships, love. So I can have a homosexual son, which the Bible says is clearly an abomination, and make an excuse for him because I love him. I could stand and agree scientifically that I asked the kids this yesterday. A baby in a mother's womb. I took him through all the signs, the DNA, the blood type, took him through all the situ, all of it, all of it, all of it. I asked Michelle this morning, have you guys ever known any woman who wanted to have a child, wanted the child, been trying to get pregnant, whoever, when she got pregnant, identified that child as a bag of tissue, a blob of tissue? Anybody know any woman that's ever done that? Of course not. Of course not. Because we all know that human women produce human beings. That is an objective truth. That will never change. But if we can get them to subjective truth, if we can get a child, if we can get an 18-year-old student at Thomas Worthington, Ohio, to agree that a that a child growing into a, inside a woman is a blob of tissue, then all of a sudden truth can change. Are you anybody picking it up here? Anybody picking up? And the only purveyors of objective truth is the Bible, science, and Christianity. It's the only one. They're the only purveyors of truth. And once the church begins to compromise and go to from objective truth to subjective truth, we lose. Let me give you an example. You want to know what faith is? You guys want to know what faith is? Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? Can I show you faith? 
You see this thing right here? Whoa, I didn't want it to do that. See that thing right there? I bet you this. I can't explain why, but I bet if I hit this button right here, it lights up. And I pick up this phone, and I don't even think anything about it. Because every time I've hit that button, that phone lights up. Every time. Watch. There it is. Every time I hit it, it lights up. So when I go to push on that phone, that's exercising faith. I know it's going to do it before it does it. Faith is believing something's going to happen before you even do it. I got faith in my phone. I got faith in my computer. By the way, if my computer doesn't work, I say, man, there's something wrong with it. Because every time I've hit that button, that thing lights up. It's not lighting. There must be something wrong here. That's objective truth. We all basically you walk in a room, you turn the switch on. You go in your car, you turn the key. Expect the car to... Folks, that's all faith-based. That's all faith-based. I don't have to get in my car every day and ask my wife, honey, uh, if I put that key in there, you think that car will start? No, I know it's going to. Why? Because it's repeatable. Faith is repeatable. Truth is repeatable over and over and over and over. And if my car doesn't start, then there's something wrong, right? Something has intervened to make it... I don't know if you picked on that. But the kids in that school have no understanding of absolute truth. Amen. And can I tell you something else? Most of the Christian world doesn't either. Absolute truth is not taught in our churches. It's not taught. Because you know why? Boy, I, I thank God. I thank God these um, boy. Go to number six. What do psychologists say about truth? Because since we've since we've gone to uh, secular schools, whatever the hell that means, absolute truth is going out the window. Oh, I got thank you, Lord. Most Christians, oh Lord, are subjected to relative truth because they don't have the Holy Spirit. This is the revelation I got today. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can't see the truth. You can't see it. It's not that you don't. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit. See, to me, these kids couldn't, they couldn't get over it yesterday that when I was in there, that no matter what they said, I kept coming back to the Truth, the truth that I knew, that that baby inside the woman was not going to be a dog. It wasn't going to be a rabbit. It wasn't going to be a raccoon. It wasn't going to be a fish. It was going to be a woman. And every baby conceived in a mother's womb is a baby from the moment of conception. Absolute truth. They cannot receive it because why? They don't have the Holy Spirit. Boom. Because they don't have the Holy Spirit, the Bible says they're led away with every wind and doctrine because they had, folks, they, this is, ooh, I got goosebumps. They cannot understand absolute truth. They can't, they cannot, they can't conceptualize it. I took them through Bruce Jenner, DNA and uh, XX and XY and took them through the whole thing. And then said, how can Bruce Jenner possibly be a woman? 
and they still didn't care. And I had a swimmer in there. And I talked about men, biological men swimming against women. And why if I, my, my two daughters played college softball. And if they ever tried to put a guy on the softball team, I'd have been raising hell. And I said, what's wrong with you girls? What's wrong with you? That's a man you're swimming against. Folks, they, can't, they are incapable of conceiving it because they've been indoctrinated to believe the truth of the secular world. Because why? They're not capable. They can't connect to the Holy Spirit, which guides them unto all truth. You cannot be a Christian and vote for somebody who's a pro-abortion. Can't. If you're voting, if you are pro-choice, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Anybody want to argue with that? I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. See, this is the battle we're having. Our battle, our battle isn't against the left. No, our battle's in our own on our own team. Our battle is within Christianity. It's not on the outside. Because if the Christian world would ever grasp relative, I'm sorry, absolute truth and be taught to cling to it, many of these things would disappear. But the truth of the matter is, because they are not born again and have not received the Spirit of God or have not learned to, dare I say it, at small, still voice, they have never been taught to hear that voice of truth, they fall into relative truth. And they follow the pattern of Oprah. Oprah. My truth. My, my truth. We all have our own truths. No, no. There is the truth. Okay, hang on. Object, objective truth and philosophy. Let's go down here real quick. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm really fire hosing you this morning. So that's right there. The idea of truth. Remember, uh, this is not a Christian website. Hey, friends. You have one job. Hmm. You have to speak the truth. That's your, that's your only job. And those around you, the Bible says, they shall know the truth. And the truth, if they know, it's going to set them free. Our job is to engage, have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather, what? Expose them. Why? Because our children, who do not have the Holy Spirit, no longer understand truth. Hang on. You can't have Jesus and promote lies, believe lies. You can't Man. have. You can't have. And if you're believing lies, it's because you have dulled that, sl- that small, still voice that guides you into all truth. You have you've turned up the volume on something else. You're not listening to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, Lord, I don't want to go there. Yeah, I do. That's what destroys marriages. The idea of truth as objective is simply that no matter what we believe to be the case, some things will always be true and other things will always be false. That is objective truth. All right? You light a fire, it's going to get hot. Now, it could be relative as to how hot the fire gets, but you light a fire, fire gives off heat, not cold. That is a that is an absolute truth. You with me? With me so far? But most people in most cases certainly act as though they believe that truth is objective, independent 
their beliefs and the working of their minds. People assume that the clothes will still be in the closet in the morning when they go there. People assume that their keys will be in the kitchen where they left them. That's Jack. They, they, they live their lives like that. But people believe in objective. People believe in objective truth. No, they don't believe in the walking out of their everyday walk. They do not believe in objective truth. Sometimes our keys end up being in the kitchen, not in the hallway like we thought. Why? Maybe my wife moved or whatever, but it didn't change the truth. Okay, keep going down. That's objective truth. You guys get it? Never changing. Circumstances could change it. My wife could have picked up my keys and moved my keys. I'm, the fact that I put my keys on the table is absolute truth. I put them on the table. The fact that they're not there means some type of outward influence moved them. You, I, you, oh my goodness. Why do people believe in objective truth? Well, it's called that an issue of prediction. I'm not going to get into that. The light switch turns on the lights because it always has, and you know going to. That's faith, really. All right? So subjective truth is what? Well, hitting that switch doesn't always turn on the lights. Doesn't always turn them on. Hmm? Kids want proof. Proof. I said, do you have any proof of George Washington? Well, yeah, it's in our history books. I said, well, the Bible's a history book. Why don't you believe that? Right? So here we, hang on, hang on. So what is, go to number three. This is where we've dropped the ball. We no longer teach the laws of logic. The laws of logic. Now, without going into depth, I'll put this in the chat too, because this is a this is really real. Some of you may not be picking it up. I don't care. I got it. I got it slapped hard with it this morning. There are three laws of logic. What is logic? Laws of logic are the rules of correct reasoning. We'll say that again. The laws of logic guide you to truth. Somebody say amen, you know what I'm talking about. Amen, coach. How do I know know my phone's going to turn on? The laws of logic tell me that over time and time and time and time again, it's it's repeatable, it's observable, that if I do that, boom, it comes on. It's law of logic, right? So they reflect, the laws of logic reflect the way God thinks and the way we must think if we are to think correctly. If you have, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you cannot think logically. That's my epiphany. Amen. Laws of logic are also called rules of inference. Correct reasoning can never violate a law of logic. A correct reasoning, correct truth, will never violate logic. There are many laws of logic. But three are considered the most basic. So let's let's talk about those real quick. There's a law of non-contradiction. What's the law of non-contradiction? Very, very simple. You can't be inside the house and outside the house at the same time. You can't do it. It's impossible. Hey, folks, you can't be a biological male and a psychological female. You can't be, <laughs> you can't be that. <laughs> you can't be that. I can't be a dog and a bird. I can't be that. I can't be in and out. 
I can't be up and down. That's a law of non-contradiction. Okay? Got it? Everybody got that? Bruce Jenner, sorry to tell you, is Bruce Jenner. A male. He's a male. I asked him, I, I, I ran this down with him yesterday. I'm sorry, I just got to get this out of me. I talked about evolution. I said, what is, is, is evolution proven? Of course, they do this. I said, no, no, no. They start presenting present evidence. I said, I don't, evidence isn't proof. So we have trials. Evidence leads to proof. Is evolution, man came from apes, true? Well, no, because if it was true, it wouldn't be a theory, would it? Do you have a theory of drinking water? Is there a theory of putting gas in your car? Is there a theory of if you run up a hill, you get tired? It's not a theory. It's a truth, right? So I ask him, well, how come you're here in this beautiful public school? They teach you the theory of evolution, but they don't teach you the theory of creation. Both theories. Why don't they do that? Well, they don't have the ability to logically think that. So there's the law of non-contradiction. Then there's also the law of the excluded middle. This is this law similar but distinct from the law of non-contradiction. It states that either a position is true or it's not true. <laughs> I'm either seven foot tall or I'm not. <laughs> I can't tell you I'm seven foot tall. I either am or I'm not. It's called the law of excluding. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. I can't say, well, I got the legs of a, of a five foot six guy, but I got the heart of a seven footer. No, no, no. I hate to tell you this. I'm five seven on a good day. And for me to tell you I'm a giant violates the law of the excluded middle. Now, I'm a giant on the inside. That's something different, right? And then the third law is the law of identity. In other words, a thing is itself. The law, it so simply says this, it is an obvious rule that is never violated. Women produce human beings. They don't produce blobs of tissue. Abortion is killing a human being. It's not a choice. You you understand? You understand? You understand how relativism has crept in? And that truth has now, even in the church, depended on how you feel. There's no other way to explain how 65% of Christians vote for baby killers. There's no other way to explain it other than they don't have the Holy Spirit. They're not guided into all truth. Now, I got to show you a video here that's going to, you're going to say, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Hey, uh, Spence, it's called the Modified Human Email. Pull that thing up there for me. I saw this today. Some, I had about three of you send it to me. And I just gasped. Gasped. Now, hang on, because I had this conversation with Michelle. Are you finding it, Spence, okay? I've talked a long time. Let me, let me vent. Let me vent. It's dependent. Yeah, hang on there. Hang on right there. Hang on right there. Because I told my wife, I said, honey, they're cyborgs. Cyborgs. He said, what? What? Yeah, they're cyborgs. 
She said, what's a cyborg? Anybody else out there saying, what's a cyborg? Well, cyborgs are things we've been seeing in all the movies. These half-human, half-robot people are called cyborgs. Cyborgs. Controlled electronically. A mind that's not a human mind, but it's a contraption made up of individual programmable actions that moves a body. Cyborgs. Google it. Right? You see it in all the movies. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Paul, here's what's going on, brother. This is only about a minute. Listen closely. Go ahead. On ownership of these people who are no longer homo sapiens. In fact, they renamed them homo borgenesis. Um, Hold it, stop! Hold stop! Homo borg. Genesis. He said they have a classification of human being now that's no longer homo sapien. They have a classification of a person who's a homo borg genesis. I think that's what he said, right? In other words, not a real human. Do that. Start that again. It's only a minute. Start it again. It's dependent on ownership of these people who are no longer homo sapiens. In fact, they renamed them homo borg genesis. Um, so what, what human yeah. rights does a homoborgenesis have? Homoborgenesis is the species that they have named vaccinated people. And I use the term vaccinated loosely. The genetically modified people are now referred to as homoborgenesis, not homo sapiens. You can see it in the very first, I think it's the second page, actually, in the NASA Langley research paper on fifth generation warfare. They say um, humans, whatever, and borgs. So they've already said that, that people are, are not going to be homo sapiens. And therefore, the question arises, if Maria is no longer a human for purposes of the law because she's been genetically modified, um, then what protection does she enjoy under the penal code? Let's use the law against them. And we can do that. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we're suing. And one of the things, one of the ways I'm trying to stop them is, in our case, it's Robert V. Austin in the Tenth Circuit. I put in front of the court the question, is it true that people who were given mRNA gene therapy shots are in fact now the property, the chattel property of the patent holders? And what's interesting is the Department of Justice, who defends the Department of Defense, Health and Human Services, and the FDA, all at the same time they defend them, didn't deny it. Any human being who took the injection is now, by medical science, called Homo Borg. Genesis. Huh? Now, let me ask you something. Are Homo Borg Genesis people able to understand the truth? No. I got 30 more things to go over, but I'm going to open it up here. Because you better you better hear me. The people that you've been going to church with your whole life. Myra's the one that said it. Was it yesterday? Broad is the way. Or was that today? Broad is the way. And narrow is the gate. Many come. Few find it. Hey, they're not even human beings anymore, according to science. And we know this. Long ago, we began to teach them not to think logically. 
to become programmable. To be able to say that that baby inside a woman can be murdered with impunity. Folks, that's some kind of unbelievable wickedness right there. That's that's where those kids are. They are incapable of knowing the truth, incapable of it. Unless they get born again and receive the spirit of Christ, they're incapable, incapable of knowing the truth. What? Uh, The natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit, neither can he. Jesus said to Nicodemus, uh, Nicodemus says, uh, how do you do all these things that you do? Jesus said, hey, dude, sorry, hate to tell you this, but uh, unless you're born again, you, you ain't going to get it. Nicodemus said, what? How do I go back inside my mom? No, no, dummy. You dummy. You'll be born of the spirit. That which is flesh is flesh. That spirit is spirit. I say to you, you got to be born again. And until you get born again, you're going to think like one of these boards. It's worse than I thought. Jeff Nell, come on in. Star Trek's the next generation. See, we're without here. all that artificial stuff on their faces. Boards, yeah. boards. Hey, Coach, I want to thank you for the, your support. Uh, I had the candidates night, and uh, I, I nailed it. Thank you for your tips and, and stuff. Yep. These, tell them, I, I, I was tell the, first, the truth, not the whole truth. Yeah. It, I can say we were the first one, Paul, um, you know, my opponent. If I had to get out of there, the evil was so intense. Listen to me, folks. Listen oh. to me. Not 10%. Not 10% of the people you come in contact are real Christians. Not 10% of them. Telling you, hey, not not twenty five percent of the people you're in church with. I'm just telling you the truth. Sorry, Paul, come on in. Yeah, so it's not the theory of creation, is it, Coach? No, but it is the theory of uh, or what is it? Uh, uh, infection theory. It's not terrain theory. It's germ theory. Okay, right. so terrain theory isn't a theory. Okay, but they never say. Creation is a theory, right? Right. I I just, it just dawned on me when I talked to Calendar about nine months ago. Everybody's transitioning at the same time in the same way, and we're all realizing we're not dealing with human beings. When I talked to Calendar uh, nine months ago, it was just matter of factly about what they're doing to the military in terms of these vaccines, right? And so he he was on that, but I'd seen him transition into the cyborg thing. It's like we're all getting the same message at the same yeah. time. It's crazy. Right, right, right. That's right. And so the people, this is dangerous for me to say. I just, I'm going to ask the question. Would the Holy Spirit lead somebody to take a vaccine? Nope. No. Nope. Would the Holy Spirit lead somebody to take a vaccine, to put a poison in their body? Would the Holy Spirit do that? Come on. Come on, Michelle. Hey. Hey, good morning, team. Um, Yeah, so with regards to the jab, um, listen, I think that's the way they can make, hook us all up to make, just like the pyramids did before. Like no, no, a look, Borg, the Borg system. We're missing the point. 
I'm not, I'm not criticizing Michelle, but I got to get to that. We're missing the point. We're missing the point. We don't have the mind of Christ. None of this other stuff. If we had the mind of Christ, none of this other stuff would have any impact on us. We don't have the mind of Christ. We don't teach it in our churches. We don't let people know what the truth is and how to examine the truth and how to know the truth. And as a result, they're playing, I'm going to say a dirty word. As a result, they're playing all this horse shit on us, and we don't have the ability to discern the truth. Because That's right. One, we That's don't, right. Have, we don't have the spirit, so they're able to make every thought evil all the time. That's right. That's um, right. And what you're talking about with truth, uh, I just... They know the truth because the Biden administration said that trans women must register for the draft, but trans men don't have to. So they know there's a difference. Yeah, yes. but, yeah, but Michelle, most people don't pick up on that. Why? Because they don't have the Holy Spirit. Jack, come on in. Yeah, Coach, something you just said really triggered uh, a scary thought in my head. Uh, we've allowed this genetically modified food to become normal and we, there's been lawsuits about um monsatan owning my crop because their genes are in it so that just brings it forward so are we are people that have been jabbed actually become chattel of yes yes but it's worse than that cause and effect cause and effect we have been intellectually modified absolutely that's the point they've been intellectually modifying us for 50 years that we're going to accept being owned by pfizer that's right holy crap i I got i got born again of the spirit of god and i sniffed that stuff out right away and so should you and so so should you if folks Most of you, most of us are having trouble living our lives because we're in conflict with what the truth is and what they're telling us the truth is. And we've lost the ability to discern good from evil, which is what the scripture said is going to happen. Reggie. Thank you, Coach. There's two truths. Okay, just bear, bear with me. I'm going to speak not on what you were talking about, but it is about the two truths. So Get to it. Get to it. there is one truth. It is, it is God's truth. He spoke it first. He gave the law and there's the synthetic truth, which entered into the garden. It's an ancient false orchestrated scripted truth. So there's two truths in the world. Christians are your students coach. They can't get it no matter how many times you tell them because they believe the truth of Lucifer, even though they proclaim God, I'm going to go to one Samuel eight nineteen. But we will have a king over us. I'm talking about why we're constantly in conflict. Because we want to seek relief through the subjective truth, I'm sorry, of the laws of Luciferian system. They just can't get, no matter how many times people keep saying, it's God, only God, only God. So that is why we, we continuously stay under, because we say God, but then we say, well, we got to get a good president. Christ told Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world on earth as it is in heaven. We've taught Christian humanism. Christian humanism is what we've taught. They're afraid. God's there, but man's the end all of all, man. And your personal happiness and your personal wealth, that's Christian humanism. And that's the gospel in 
75% of our churches. Kevin. All right. So I want to jump back to the video that you just played, because this goes back to the Supreme Court ruling in 2013 that we looked at last year, okay, which stated if mRNA technology is introduced into the human body, into the genome, the ruling said that that person is no longer considered a human, but they are now transhuman. And when you read the ruling, the biggest thing you came out with was the fact that you no longer have human rights because you are not a human. There's no such things as transhuman rights. Nothing on the books about that. So. Think about that. Not, that's the ruling that Dale alerted us to. And that was 10 years ago that they yeah. set that up. Devil's good, man. The devil's good. Gino, come in. Yes. I, well, I'm just got to go back. You said that did anybody have the Holy Spirit telling them to take the vaccine? I feel like I was led by the Spirit not to take the vaccine. Amen. 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 Now, uh, oh, my because I just convicted a lot of people. I didn't. Holy Spirit did. Holy Spirit did. And you know why it happened? Because when you're hearing about the vaccine and you say, well, I don't know if I should take that. I don't know if the Lord would have me take it. Then you elevate your family and friends above the Lord and say, oh, well, I'll do it for other people when he told you not to put any deadly thing in you and you want to do it to show the love of Jesus to others and now that you've done it and your loved ones have done it you made your bed sleep in it Revelation 2015 Hey good morning coach morning uh I did a quick Google search of the word homoporogenesis, and the top search result was a Yahoo article that claims NASA has debunked this word or study or whatever's going on. Yeah, so yeah, to yeah. me, it just shows that they're they're already trying to get at, get out ahead of this. Yep, yep, yep. Huh? Then then getting ahead on me because you know why? I know the truth. I hear His voice. I hear His voice. And I do the best that I obey. I hear his voice and another voice I will. First, John 10. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. John 10. John 10. Mm. Okay. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not the door into the sheep will become in some other way, same as a thief and a robber. He that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter open, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own by name and leads them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him for they don't know the voice of strangers. Many of you have been listening to the voice of strangers. Sorry. Sarah. Yes. I knew a couple of people that did state, I prayed and the Lord told me or Holy Spirit that I can get the shot because I'm doing it for different reasons because I keep my job. And then I explained about the messenger RNA. They just unfriended me or they no longer talk to me. Yep. Amen. 
So the truth is convicting. You, hey, look, hey, look, you're going to lose friends over the truth. Cost Jesus his life. Silver. Mouse is operating funny today. Coach, are we not living in the end times? I don't know. I, I, I know this could be my end time. <laughs> That's well, all I know. Uh, I'm as old as you, okay? <laughs> but I know based on just a couple of things that we're in the end times. And we have to get unified on that fact. And that will give us proper direction. Or we could say, no, we're not in the end times. And that'll give us another direction. But we have to get unified on that. That's the one thing in here that's not set in stone. That's my opinion, of course. Can I tell you this, Joe? Yeah. I love you to death. I love you too, Coach. But I don't care if it's the end times. I have to do what I have to do. I have to work while the sun shines. I have to occupy till he comes. I don't have time to watch the scoreboard. I know something very bad is on the horizon. And if I die, my grandkids are going to have to live in what's left. That drives me every day. Okay. I, I, don't look at the, I don't look at this clock. I don't look at the clock. And I'm, I'm, times are urgent. I'm going to be 70 years old in 30 days. 70 years old. How short's my clock? How short is it? I don't care if it's the end of the days. I don't care if it's the end of the days. It's going to be the end of my days. And my opportunity to make a difference, i got a very short window to be able to do that. Guess Amen. What, you know, it's going to get so bad, right. folks. It's going to get so bad. Amen. People are going to call out to the name of the Lord. They're going to call out to the name of the Lord. He's going to make it happen, not us. He's going to make it happen. We have to be ready for that moment. Uh, Bob Evans. Come on in, Bob. Yeah, I was reading the book of Enoch. I'm the tinfoil hat guy, and uh, it says 364 days, not 365 days. <laughs> okay, so there you go. We don't even know if it's 365 days in a year or 364, right? Away. Oh, and Also, uh, Solomon, uh, David sang songs, a, a song every day for Solomon. There's 364 songs. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Myra, wrap us up here. Yes, Coach. I know about transhumanism, and I know what the Bible says about me. First Corinthians fifteen fifty one to fifty two. Behold, I tell you, a mystery: we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be rise imperishable and we will be changed. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, real quickly, Spencer, put that Jesus video up in there. I want to end with that. Mike McKee, quickly, Mike. Yeah, Coach, uh, I have a friend who, uh, they're in Newark, and they raised two daughters. And uh, I unfortunately wasn't around, but those two daughters Went to you know they finally got their higher education, and one of them proudly voted for the first time at eighteen, and she voted for Joe Biden. Sure, she did. Sure, she did. Because it broke my heart, and just literally broke my heart that I wasn't there to teach her differently. So we have secular Christianity. Secular Christianity. Play that Jesus video. Go ahead. The Jesus. The the 
What is truth? The first one. This, the man that aspires to be a king, come, 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 come. Now, the leaders of the Sanhedrin accuse you of preaching perverted doctrine. Not breaking any law. Come. They also say you call yourself the king of the Jews. Well, are you king of the Jews? If my kingdom were of this world, my followers would have fought to prevent me from being captured. Oh, you speak of a kingdom. Therefore, you must be a king. Are you a king? I am. I am. I was born for one purpose. To bear witness to the truth. who can accept the truth hear my voice and what is the truth we'll see you tomorrow what is the truth